Hello, and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Tuca and Birdie, which we'll be talking about today. I'm your host, Alex Bonilla, and today I'm joined by Sam Quattro. Hello. Michelle Andrew. Hello. And Ali Martin. Hello. Today we are discussing the full first season of Tuca and Birdie, which recently dropped on Netflix. Uh, we cover a lot of animation here, both uh, on of, on online streaming services and on television networks uh, all over at OverlyAnimated.com, where you can find more about other stuff we've talked about. You can always subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes, on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated, on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. We always appreciate any ratings or reviews you want to leave us. But yeah, today we are talking about uh, Lisa Hannawalt's uh, new show, Tuca and Birdie. Uh, this is uh, disclaimers right off the bat. A, this is a not safe for work podcast since this deals with uh, adult matter. Um, also, th- we are going to talk about all of season one probably right away. So, uh, so uh, spoilers abound. Um, but yeah, so I, there's a lot to to get into here. Um, I, I think I've given mo- uh, the context that all you need to know, like. Uh, Probably you've heard this show connected to BoJack Horseman due to some similarities in art style, and that is because Lisa Hanawalt was a, the production designer for BoJack Horseman and responsible for that show's look. But uh, today we will be talking about how this show stands on its own. So let's go to Sam first. Now that we've uh, watched the the full season and we've had a weekend to to let it settle in, what what are your general thoughts on on the show? Uh, I think in the beginning, I wasn't super duper into it. By the beginning, I mean, like, the first half of the first episode. Because mm-hmm. I was like, well, it's too zany for me. It's moving too fast. But then, you know, the gag started pulling in. And I really liked the normie life bullshit gag from that <laughs> episode. And that just that just got me. Like, I was I was feeling it. I was into it. I liked how throughout the season they got sort of a interplay between the zany cartooniness of it and the more serious side of, you know, what it is to be a lady and the different things that we go through and stuff like that. So I think that it's this great sort of marriage of those things. I've also been seeing a lot of comparisons with it to like Broad City, which is like, okay, two female best friends uh it's the same show right like okay whatever people uh but no i definitely think it's striking out on its own and really making a place for women and women characters in comedy great 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 um michelle uh, your 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 thoughts I really like this show. I'll echo Sam and the zaniness. It's a very zany show. It definitely has a lot of heart and it's willing to tackle some more difficult topics. But like at its heart, like I appreciate it's like I can't remember the last time I saw a show that so much embraced just like the flexibility animation gives you as a medium in a way nothing else really kind of does. Because just like the intro, like I, a lot of times if I'm binging a show, I'll get to a point where I'm like, all right, I need to skip the intro. Like time is money. But for this show, that's like unthinkable because one, the intro is like actually pretty short in comparison to a lot of shows. And two, it's like, it encapsulates the zany nature, nature of the whole show. And it's just like such a delight. Like when, 
like okay well this is not safe for work so it's fine but like when you see like the boobs bouncing (laughs) on the like blue building in the first like two seconds of the show it's like okay like this is the vibe and like i'm so here for this because like what if i ever seen this before so i i'm a really big fan of this show i i also agree with sam that the first couple episodes like i don't think it's quite hit its stride but like honestly on repeat i appreciated those episodes a lot more too just in the context of the whole show i think like when you're kind of figuring out the whole world you're a little more lost like okay like where are we where are we going with all this but by episode four or five i'd say like it really hits its stride and from there it's just like Oh, it's so good. I wish there's more. I'm like a little sad that we had to binge <laughs> at this point because it's it's a very good, it's a very well-made show. Uh, okay, okay. And uh, Ali, what about you? What did you think about watching this? Um, well, Sam and Michelle definitely covered the, it kind of, you know, is not slow, but sort of hard to get into until midway through the season. But I, I did enjoy it, even starting it, but it did kind of made me feel like it was too... Not silly, but like the, I, I am a fan of the text popping out like it does, but at first it felt kind of not like, kind of like it didn't belong, but I think at first, because I was trying to compare it to Bojack, which was a mistake going mm-hmm. in, mm-hmm. but I'm yeah. glad yeah. that it is really like, to me, it is like Bojack because it tackles like serious subjects sort of, but the difference is this like, isn't as depressing as Bojack. Like it's, it's nice to like it's easy to watch bojack will make you feel really like shitty a lot of the time especially in the endings but this show is more uplifting even if you know the characters are going through like downward spirals or they're trying to get their shit together it still makes you feel better in the end and it's really i don't i mean it's obviously very funny but i don't know it, it's really it's not comparable to Bojack. I'd like people to stop doing that. Speaking as someone who went in doing that, it's not a good thing to do. Right, right, and uh, also like I, I've seen a lot of uh, discussion online, like of Bojack fans being like, "Well, will I like it if I like Bojack?" And then uh, yes. like even people people who are turned off by Bojack, it's like, "Well, I don't know if I want to try this." But like for sure, this is just it's whole different entity sort of thing the one thing that's comparable as you mentioned ali is like it does get into emotionally deep places but in a different way than bojack so like even if that doesn't work for you this potentially could right yeah i think so yeah so um and just my general thoughts like i also love love this show a lot Uh, there are definitely like certain emotional beats that uh uh, that work with me pretty well Uh, i think that the the work that they do with with the main characters Tuka and Birdie is a situation where like in it, it can very easily devolve into like classic sitcom one dimensionalness but i think they do enough with both with both of those characters to like give both of them like moments that they need to feel relatable like it's it's not a situation where it's like one is solely a comic relief character and then one is solely the serious like they both have their their own things and so that that definitely helps you to feel invested in in in, bo- in both stories when they're together and when they're separate. And in general, just the whole vibe of the show is just so colorful, so like off the wall stuff. But then it, because it like it does the balance of the serious and the wacky, like if if it does it in a way that definitely feels like a lot comfier, I guess. <laughs> like it, it, it soothes it when, when you get to those, uh, r- to those rough places. 
and uh, I, I think it's well, it's fairly consistent. Like uh, you guys were saying, like it takes like a couple of episodes, and I, I I agree mostly that like by episode three, I think like it already figures out like what what kind of tone it's it's hitting, and like that that's kind of where I like okay, this is a this is a good show, and like it keeps getting that way for for pretty much the the entire season. So I I would definitely recommend if you if you're looking for for, for a show to watch, Tukin Verdi is great, and we will talk deeper about it. But um, there's a lot of places to start. I suppose we can begin talking a little closer about the about the main characters since they're in the name, right? <laughs> Tukin Verdi. You got Verdi, just like you know, a normal looking bird, the sweater. Um, Tuka is a flamboyant toucan. Uh, Tuka played by Tiffany Haddish, Birdie played by Ali Wong. Um, they're very close friends, and they both have uh, di- differing personalities. Um, before we get to them individually, I suppose we can talk a little bit about their their chemistry, or just like how how, how they act with each other. Their the fr- the, the friend stuff here. Um, Sam, how how did how did how did the two characters together work on you? You know, in the beginning. Like before the show aired, I was like, "Is this gonna work? Is this like an odd couple situation where like Birdie is the really neat anal one and Tuka is like the wild child?" Ooh, blah 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 blah. Uh, it was. It sort of had a little bit of that dynamic, but they definitely shine in their own ways, and I think their friendship is really nice and really wonderful. And, you know, they just support each other, and especially later on in the season when they kind of have like a break. And they're really missing each other. And Tuka makes a sex cult. And it's very zany and weird. Um, I don't know. Like, I definitely felt some sort of connection to, you know, Birdie has her boyfriend, Speckle. Right? That's his name. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Speckle. Sorry. um, She has a boyfriend, Speckle. And I think that makes Tuka feel really kind of like third wheelie. I, I mean, they say so as much and they illustrate it with other similar couples and yeah that's like a feeling everybody can relate to like you know you have your best friend but then your best friend has the boyfriend and it's like where are you in that you know are you still the closest person to them or is that their boyfriend so do you just like eh. can people have more than one important relationship whether it be romantic or not at the same time i don't know and that's what the show aims to solve i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, michelle do you feel like adding on to that yeah i guess i was thinking a lot about you know which if i had to choose which was more relatable i feel like birdie's supposed to be more the every woman but like i kept feeling way more invested in tuka me too yeah <laughs> i wonder if that's like on purpose or not but just like this stuff with Antalula and like even that little moment when she gets, and this is early on, first couple episodes, when she gets in the, the, the scary snail subway and she like sits down and she looks across yes. and there's this woman that like is also a toucan and like it's not clear if she's like homeless or something, but she definitely seems like kind of an old spinster. And just like moments like that, it just it really humanizes Tuka. The, uh, the fact that like she goes on a date with a guy that she really likes and she keeps messing it up every time he tries to do something genuinely sweet and romantic. Like that just says so much about her character. And I don't know, I just like really hope she can be happy. I'm really glad she has Birdie, but like the third wheel thing, like Sam's saying, like 
I don't know how sustainable that is long term. And Tuca just has my heart. So I just I want what's best for her. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Allie, any Tuca thoughts? Since I guess we're, we're focusing on the Tuca side right now. Well, I just want to say first, this cast is perfect. They portray everybody like the best, especially the main three. But um, especially with her family stuff, I think they get you to uh, sympathize with her more because they focus on her family. Like Birdie, you know, she has, like Sam said, the boyfriend and she has like a job. And meanwhile, Tuka is like trying to get her life together, even though she's not really, she's kind of avoiding it. So I think, I mean, I definitely can relate to that, but I also can relate to Birdie. Um, with like the, um, I forgot what episode it was in, where she talks about her mom. I think it was the her aunt's birthday episode because she was talking about her siblings and how they grew up really poor, but her mom did everything. And then you find out how she died later. And, you know, I think that at least gets you to sympathize more with her backstory. Like, we don't really know Birdie's. Well, no, we do. <laughs> they, they both have. Ooh, but like I honestly don't remember like much about Birdie's family at all. That's the thing; her family yeah. isn't really mentioned. At least like her parents aren't mentioned. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I love both of them to death. I think I can relate to both of them in a lot of ways, so that definitely makes it easier. I can also relate to Speckle because you know who can't. <laughs> we 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 will get Speckle. to Speckle. Don't don't I you worry. But, uh, I so I'll, I'll go I'll go to you first once you once you get to Speckle. <laughs> but I'll 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 say that like Tuka. It, it, it's just it's very genius by the show that in the first two episodes like she's set up as you know normal comic relief character like she's the one doing the wacky stuff and like being full of energy and stuff so like it by at, when you get to episode three and like she's the one who's like having like tough emotional inner turmoil like that feels great that like we're getting we're getting into that pretty quickly once you have like the setup of like what she is on the outside and j- just that that the fact that she is getting sober like that that's a whole detail that's like part of, part of her character and like she has to adjust to dealing with situations that she normally would be totally fine with uh, under the influence but like trying to head it on sober and like she is struggling to like stay fo- stay focused or like stay in or, like be, be comfortable in her own skin like that that's just a a, a very a feeling that uh, needs to be expressed and uh, and just like her slow like trying to push forward and at the very end like get, giving up there in the in that third episode to the point where she begins crying on the train like that 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 all feel feels very very raw in a way that like you wouldn't expect from a comic relief character like this so uh, th- that that's like a really good setup for like us like uh, also being able to relate to Tuka and then that continues for mo- for for the season she she only gets like focus episodes less than Birdie but like she still definitely has like a lot uh, a lot of uh, different uh, feelings and uh, difficult uh, emotional difficulties that she has to work through yeah, and I wouldn't like I would I would refrain from saying like her problems are a bigger deal than Birdie, but I think her her issues are a little more desperate. Certainly, like there's there's <laughs> more on the table for her. Like Birdie's gonna be fine. Birdie just got promoted. She has enough money for a down payment in a major city. She has a partner. She she's she's got like a safety network. Yeah. But Tuka, like Birdie's literally her whole safety network. Yeah. And that's like scary when your safety network moves in with somebody else and you don't live with them anymore. So yeah, I just there's so much about Tuka. And like they they seed things so well because we we find out about her alcoholism by the third episode. And then in the fifth episode, that's when she visits her aunt. 
And I swear to God, her aunt keeps pushing alcohol on her because she knows she's an alcoholic and she wants her to not, she wants her to like visit more and to need her money. And like, that's a whole other like messed up situation. And then, yeah, we find out her mom dies and we don't know why until episode seven. And then we Mm -hmm. find out that she's like so afraid of hospitals because her mom died in a hospital. And so just like, I I also appreciate that they, they seed all these things really well. So they leave you wondering like, oh, that's interesting. Are we going to learn more? And then we do learn more and the payoff's really good. So... Yeah, I feel bad. Like, like Birdie, she she has problems. Like, things are not always going her way. But Tuka, her problems are, like, so much more dire, I feel. And that's, like, part of why I feel more invested in her future happiness. Because, like, it seems more likely she might not actually get it, you know? She has more to lose. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting to t- to talk about that. Like, she doesn't have a, a really a support system, and like that is a thread that goes throughout the season. Like her fears of being alone. Like Tallulah yeah. like shoves that in her face. Like you will be abandoned. Mm-hmm. Nobody will be there for you. And like in the final episode is where like she usually gets a call from her family every year. Then this is the time that she doesn't get it. And even though she's complained in the past, now she's like, wait, but if they're not calling, that means that they don't care about me anymore and like the, the feeling of abandonment comes in something that yeah. she's already felt earlier in the season with birdie mo- uh, moving uh, moving in with her with her boyfriend so like it's it's consistent and it's a fe- it's feelings that a lot of us have had so it's just that T- tuka is is great like uh, she she's very also not to be discounted she is pretty funny like the, the, she's got a lot oh, totally. of a lot of moments for sure but like the the fact that they are able to add the emotional depth on her on top of that like just makes her a really excellent character um so while we had a lot of tuka birdie i think is the the show pushing as the the main character since she gets like a lot more of the of the of the plots in this show and also she has like maybe a deeper emotional issues that she needs to work through too like at the beginning of the season, it's more focusing on her dealing with her anxiety, which is a very big deal. And like uh, I, I especially appreciated the the smaller things of like her just need, needing something as simple as like special shoes when she needs to like be, feel comfortable in her space. She has trouble speaking up at work. Those are the kind of like everyday things that like anxiety kind of just like freezes you up from doing i think they literally like show somebody freezing up on like an ice an ice cube at some point (laughs) but like uh, yeah how how did you guys feel about um about that part of uh, of her like dealing with anxiety throughout the season i'm sam uh i I don't like i don't really know what to say like i thought it was uh, interesting i don't want to say it was good because like anxiety isn't good but i thought the portrayal of it was good you know Mm -hmm. what i mean uh yeah it was something that i guess doesn't get like a lot of spotlight time in media so i i appreciated that Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um ali i really well personally found it relatable especially with the like i'm losing my shit for no reason for all of the (laughs) reasons you know like just thinking about anything that could go wrong I think um, if it, like, you know, sometimes social anxiety or just anxiety in general, if it does get traction, it's made fun of or being like, you're just like, you know, calm down, you'll be fine. 
I like how like in the song they were like she needs to stay in bed or take meds and she's like you know I mean I'd rather be doing anything than losing my shit I don't know I thought it was done well but I also like that she you know was able to handle herself and like like able to still like Tuka was like you can't go out of the house without me when they were fighting but you know she still was able to do that she has a job she's able to go get like the apprenticeship with her help but still she can do it she's like a functioning person bird dude lady with anxiety and it's it's nice to see like someone who's just like you know not cooped up in their house with anxiety yeah and like speaking of tuka like i also enjoy like you know the the support system that she's built around her like uh, speckle is like can detect the symptoms beforehand is like trying to ease her worries a little bit even tuka is like ge- generally aware of it and is like like she pushes on some things but there are like some small things where she's like i know you're you're in this way so i'm not gonna like push it so like yeah so i i, I enjoyed that also that detail of, like you know having supportive people around you when when it's when it's noticeable that you're dealing with those issues um, Michelle, uh, any any anything you want to add? Uh, no, I feel like they pretty much covered it. I, I mean, I I guess just it hadn't occurred to me that she actually is like a pretty high functioning person with anxiety, but that certainly does seem to be the case. Given, yeah, like she's she's killing it at her job, and she's in like a good long. She, I do find it very relatable that she was like so afraid that Speckle was gonna break up with her if everything wasn't perfect. And when she like broke down during the role playing, she's like, "But I'm not a bad girl." She's like, "Oh, oh no, why are you crying? Like I thought we were having fun." Like that kind of stuff. Like I don't think I would react quite that way, but it still like feels like a very anxious kind of response. And I just I love when the humor can kind of come into it too. Like it's still relatable, but at least we can kind of laugh about it yeah. in recognition of what it is. So I, I appreciate the show for that. Mm-hmm. And definitely the, the I'm losing my shit musical number, which lasts yeah. like two or three minutes, is going for that, right? Like it's, it's... so good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll just say I wasn't a fan of the musical numbers in this show, but like I I respect the the effort for it. Um, but and that definitely like that scene, like you you get the sense like they're they're working with like try to like make it still funny, but like also like rec- recognizing like what's going on in her head, sort of thing. So that that's all. That's a big part of her in the first half, uh, along with like her, and that's wrapped into her work situation. Because also a a big thing of this season is her also dealing with sexual harassment in in various forms as well. Because first, uh, and in her work at Condé Nest, she's trying to get a promotion, but she's uh, being ignored for being a a quiet uh, woman in the workplace. Also, this Dirk guy begins like commenting on, on her on her boobs. And uh, then later on, you have Pastry Pete also de- uh, having t- uh, being a very, very close in contact with her to the point where like she's like getting her face pressed to, without her consent into like a w- hot uh, bowl and just in general being being kind of skeezy around her. And so, and also we, we deal with like Birdie, like struggling through her emotions in in dealing with uh, these situations. And like, this is something that in animation is not treated that often. Mm -hmm. Uh, What, what did you guys uh, think about the, the representation of the, the various, um, uh, those like workplace situations in, in the show? Um, Allie? 
Well, with pastry Pete, at least, I was honestly at first a little confused because, you know, what happens in the bathroom. I did think, like, she was eventually going to cheat on Speckle, so I'm very glad they went the opposite route. Like, I cannot tell you how happy I am, especially because of the video they took and, you know, they were basically like, fuck the police at this guy. Um, And with Tuca, just, you know, how she helps Birdie in the office place. I thought it was, like, funny, even though, you know, nobody can do that that well realistically. Like, <laughs> like that the alarm that sounds when a woman hasn't talked. Like, we need more of those, especially in office places. But, um, I mean, I thought it was done well, but, you know, obviously not, you know, the people who watch that don't use it as an example because it doesn't always work that way, but it would be nice if it did. Mm-hmm. And and I'd say that there's a while it's going over the top, like there are still some things that you can take out. Like you might not have like a, a person like standing on the table and be like, "Hey, let the woman talk," but like you could be supportive and like give pe- uh, the woman opportunities to talk. Yeah, like, actually, like, I forgot like the Wotus meetings. Yeah, yeah, that that's another big big part of this as well. Like uh, get trying to help her develop her 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 voice and like uh, be be more assertive in those things. Uh, Michelle, do you have do you have any words? Uh, so, I mean, one thing I, I appreciate about the show is, like, I know Lisa Hannah-Walt, she was saying, like, look, this isn't, like, an animated show for women. This is from a female perspective, but this is a show everyone can enjoy. And I felt like, oh, that's, like, a cool power move and also, like, damn, that's a good point. <laughs> like, lady, like shows with ladies in them aren't just for fucking ladies. Like, whoever thinks that is, like, so stupid. And I I think, like, this show definitely seems to feel that it is important to talk about these things, like, as a through line. Um, but I, I don't think it's because it's a lady show. I think it's because it it's doing this work of trying to dismantle the normalization of these things happening, right? Mm-hmm. And pointing a finger and be like, look, like, actually, this isn't cool. And this is how people think about it, whether you know it or not, like maybe like try not to be so gross person <laughs> who might be watching this like look like this they don't like it so maybe people in your real life might not like it either which like i think is a good thing to do regardless so like i wouldn't say like oh it's like this like lady agenda it's like no no, no. it's just like dismantling like what we normally see and that's good it's good decent human agenda yeah the pastry pea thing, I feel like, is a little different from... Oh, it's the co-worker of the rooster, Dirk. Is that his yeah, name? Because yeah. he's, like, just, like, a straw. Like, this is a oh. gross person. Ew, no one likes him. Whereas pastry Pete, like... Like, Ali was saying, like, the, because, like, he does that weird thing. And, like, at first I was like, is she anxious? Because, like, she has anxiety. And so she's, like, nervous that he's touching her. Like, it's a little... Like, you don't really get it until we get to the episode where the new girl's there and she, like, calls him out so quickly and confronts Birdie. And that, like, and then you have to grapple with it. It's like, well, why didn't we think it was weird when we first saw it? Like, even as viewers. And it's not until you get to the, the next episode, the Jelly Lake, that you really understand. It's like, oh, shit. Like, of course. If you've been sexually assaulted, your perception of sexual interactions like is totally shifted forever. Like you don't know what's necessarily normal or okay if you've already been assaulted before. So like of course she wasn't sure in the moment like if it was wrong. Like fortunately that other girl like she knew and she called it out and like hopefully 
you know, bad things like that won't keep happening to her. But like, it just like, it makes so much sense for Brady's character once we get that part of her backstory that it, like, that's why I feel so ambiguous. And I think that was like really well done. You can definitely tell like, they had like a good team with them handling something like that so nuanced because not everyone could pull that off. Like, yeah. But it, it is really good. So that I I appreciate P- Pastry Pete's thing like in a slightly different way because it, it feels like it hits like home a little more personally for a lot of people probably. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. think about that. The backstory does. Yeah. Yeah, and like in, in general, like the the reactions that Birdie has to these different things, like it, it it's like a sense of just confusion of like well, how am I supposed to react to these things. Like the the initial moment of like her getting caught and what she does first is like she's so flustered she goes to the bathroom she masturbates like that's what comes in her head initially and then like she like it has to like think it over once she sees it happening to somebody else and they react differently and then she feels guilty with herself of like why didn't I react the correct way. And, exactly. and she and she she runs away because she doesn't know what to do with herself. And then that leads to her self-reflection at, at the Jelly Lakes with her past. So like it just it, it's it's going through a whole spectrum of emotions that happen when something as uncomfortable as that happens. And uh, the, I, I think that the the. the the ability of of this kind of show to be able to do that like over the course of of a season is just very impressive and it, and it hits very well because like you do get the like all like the 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 weird the 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 confusion that's going on inside Birdie as she's working it out and as we we the audience are are working out like what what's go, what happened and what's going on so I I definitely think that the, they they handled this re- really well and with with just a, it's a, it's a perspective that you don't see very often and so that that makes it feel very refreshing in its in its own kind of way. Um, but and the, I guess we we've sort of touched upon it, but like in in the Jelly Lakes, that that there's the part where we get to Birdie being very hesitant to reach the, this uh, vacation place. And we get the the scene where she's on the beach and she opens up the two cub that she was abused by a lifeguard when she was a preteen, and that that just kind of like a, a part. It's explained throughout that episode. It's like she doesn't. She just gave up swimming, but it's because of that. Just like the memories were 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 haunting her in that way, and so that that's also something that doesn't that it it was handled very very seriously. Like Tuka is there to support her. But it's just it's something that uh, doesn't get talked about a lot in in these kind of shows. Yeah, I thought it was really, at least the scene itself and all of the other like the dialogue and how it was told. It was really beautiful in its own way. Um, you know, tr- like sort of going at it with the the cracked egg art style that we were shown before in the episode, and having it be this unpleasant memory that you have to confront in order to move past other things um not to say that that is or should be the case with any and all assault but i think it really works within the narrative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um any anyone else with uh, with comments on this 
No. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> Maybe really a little heavy. later. Yeah, it's it's very heavy. Tension with a knife. Yeah. We don't okay. really see that kind of thing addressed, like you said, a lot. So it's difficult to talk about. But I think it was yeah, it done is. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They definitely did have a good team, like Michelle said. Like they, these people know what they're doing and how to do it properly. Yeah, yeah. and it, it leaves so much ambiguous. Like we never get like a, a precise reason exactly why it led to her giving up swimming. But like one of the things I really wondered about is because like the the comment she remembers the lifeguard saying was like, oh, you look really good in that swimsuit. And part of me wondered. Yeah, yeah. Like you seem older than your age, which is like, you know, such a classic thing that we hear from stuff like that, where there's a really big age difference, especially with like, you know, like a preteen. Right. I'm like, you're almost a teenager. You want to feel more mature. You want attention. Um, and I wondered, like, if the fact that after that thing happened, like, she just didn't feel comfortable wearing bathing suits in public anymore. Like, maybe that was enough to stop her from swimming. Like, we never, we're never exactly going to know why. Um, but, like, that's something that jumped out at me as a possible reason. But, yeah, it is really heavy. And I appreciate that, like, they, they built up to it, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm. I appreciate that, like, we also, like, they kind of, they've shifted the animation style a lot for, you know, flashback things, or people were counting memories. They did it a bunch with Tuka stuff with their mom, too. The way they um, do that is so effective. And yeah, so- exactly. And it feels like they choose, like, a style that fits every mood, right? Because this one felt very, like, dreamlike, but also kind of, like, cloudy, um probably like her memories of the whole thing are and so that just like that felt very intentional and it worked really well at conveying like a hard topic in like a an an easy to process and consume way from a viewer standpoint Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so yeah that birdie has has gone through a lot in this in this season um it 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 ends on a bit of a clean note because like we have the whole like uh the viral video of uh, pastry pete confronting birdie and that's enough to sink his business and he gets a giant bird shits from the sky on him yeah so you know uh, but it, it helps it helps it even if it's a little clean but i think like it helps the show like end on like kind of an uplifting note and like that's kind of the mood that most of the show is anyway like up it's uplifting so it feels at least uh, like uh in, in terms of like a vibe like it feels more accurate for the show as a whole yeah, Ali, I don't know if it was you or Sam who said, like, this show, it's not BoJack, but the biggest difference is, like, you know, tonally, it's a lot more upbeat, and I think, like, that's, like, a real, that's a really on display the last episodes. Like, that guy gets yeah. his comeuppance. Like, Dirk gets his comeuppance, too. Like, we don't end on depression and sadness. We end on, like, them making up their friendship and renting a hawk in the sky, <laughs> and it's great, and I think, like, How that's, does... that's so good. How does the that animals... work? I don't know. I have no idea. Like, so confusing. There was a lady who was a dog who like had a dog on a leash at one point. Like, I don't know how any of that works. Like, I think it's so good because like it's hard enough, honestly, to like be a lady in the world. Like, if we had like a depression lady show, I feel like that would be like so harsh. So I appreciate it. Would be. It would be my show. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's Sam's time. It's coming. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) my. I'll pitch up the Netflix. Yeah, I do appreciate this show for like deciding to be like upbeat at the end of the day, though. Like it can get deep and heavy, but like that's not the show's identity very clearly. And like I appreciate that a lot. People need like easy, nice things that make them feel good to watch. 
sometimes. And the show does both. Like, it makes you think and it feels good to watch it. And that's, like, very honorable, honestly. You do not need to be sad to be, like, a good show, clearly. Yeah, yeah. And um, moving to, the, the, I guess, the, the third main character, sort Speckle, um, voiced by Steven Yun. Like, he is also, like, a, a kind of character who's got a lot of funny moments, but also has a little bit of serious moments. Some um, Ali, you seem to have wanted to talk about him. Uh, please tell us why, why you love Speckle. <laughs> uh, what's not to love? He's the best boy. I mean, I just love how, first of all, how supportive he is, even though, you know, when... The only instance I can think of is when Birdie like a wall is a wall for a while, and she goes to um, the jam, whatever the place is, with Tuka, and she doesn't contact him. He's like, you know, he stands up for himself. He doesn't. He's not like a pushover, but he's also not a terrible dude. And I just really, I really, really, really appreciate that they didn't go with like the cheating route, like I thought they would do. Even though you know, I wasn't gonna be upset about it because obviously women cheat too. It's not just a man thing, but um. I don't know. He's awkward and funny, and when he gets drunk, he's amazing. And I love. <laughs> he is my husband. Not really. I wish he was. Yeah, also, very, no, he he's very sing. handsome. So attractive. Yeah, I also didn't know he could sing until the "Losing My Shit" song. So that makes him more attractive. But um, mostly just because he, you know, like Tuka and Birdie, he has traits and quirks that are really relatable. Like freezing like when someone tells you to freeze and they don't move that i thought that was funny and when birdie leaves the apartment (laughs) he looks around and then he farts it was just little things i don't know he's the best he doesn't he gets just the right amount of love and i like how they're treating him all right all right um uh, sam do you have any uh, speckle thoughts i like it in the first episode when he has a picture of himself and his (laughs) mouth is open yeah it's uh, really cute um i don't know like (laughs) I, I don't really feel as attached to him as Allie does. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. <laughs> I do like I like Stephen a lot. He's like such a, an amazing actor, and I think he does a wonderful job here. But Speckle, it's himself. He's just like <sighs> he's like the nice boyfriend of my friend, and like <laughs> uh, like I'm like in a Tuka situation. You're like, Tuka in a situation where That's like really yeah, cool. like I like him. He's not a bad person, and like he's cool, but like. I'm not here to hang out with him. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually sometimes get like a you can do so much better vibe from Birdie, maybe. I don't know. I kind of not like so much better, but like girl, look at your options kind of I thing. think Speckle's a good like like he's a valid person and like he deserves love and stuff. Yeah. And you know what? Him and Birdie, that that can work out if they so choose. Yeah. But you know, for me it's just like I'm not dating him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's like that thing of uh, where uh, where he like walks uh, walks into a different room. It's like, don't talk about me while I'm gone. And Tuka's just like, we, we never won't. do. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. I also like his little freeze thing as well, yeah. where he's just yeah. frozen for like ten hours <laughs> while they try to get. Okay, who keeps their grandmother's ashes inside of I a know. Like he's got a weird family tradition. He didn't like warn her. He put it next to yeah. the other sugar. He put it in Why? the fruit the food cabinet. Why? I mean what, what do you think, do you think was food gonna food? happen? <sighs> and then she was a cake. The I, I didn't oh, even yeah. her. It was hilarious. I love how weird the show gets. I really I also, didn't expect that. 
that, but it's I really fantastic. like his architecture job scenes when he's yeah. just like crawling down about buildings. Like he's the bad boy of architecture. He drew a window. Like oh my god, <laughs> he I drew love that. Really sound, yeah. And yeah, when he's drunk at Aunt Lulu's house, he's yeah, like, this, he's like, like this architecture is sexy. <laughs> when he puts on the see-through like robe, it was just, it was great. He knows how to have fun too. He let loose a little. Good for him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think that speckle is great. And I, I think Ali hits it right on the head where it's like, He's he's really nice and supportive of of Birdie when when he when he can, but like also like he does push back when there's when Birdie is like he is is pushing him away. Like he she he is the one who has like, hey, we're a relationship. You need to keep me in the loop on things. And like that's something that like like it can it it keeps it from feeling like a one sided relationship. The fact that like he is able to state his desires for what the, what the relationship should be like w- without it feeling uh, overbearing yeah, and like Bir- birdie it's, it's so reasonable and you don't really well not that you don't get that a lot but it is kind of rare to see that represented mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think yeah um uh, michelle do you have any speckle thoughts uh i feel like ali thought way more about speckle than i ever did in the show <laughs> i was either like neutral or like haha that's funny in relation to Speckle the whole time. But, like, now I'm actually, like, I, I, I do think he deserves a little more credit. He, it's it's hard to, when you're with someone and you feel so sure and they don't feel that sure about, like, the future, I think, like, them trying to buy the house was oh, a yeah. really good yeah. example because he was just like, yeah, this will just be our starter home and we can get another house. Maybe we can build a house in 30 years. Well, that's okay because I like you now and I feel fine. Whereas like Birdie, that's so not how she, like she is so, a lot of her anxiety is like wanting to feel like everything is fine and that she's pleasing everyone and feeling safe but like uncertainty is her enemy and so like the house thing just totally freaked her out and he i think he handled it really well i mean when she when she kind of pushed him away like he stands up for himself but he also makes like impulse purchases and buys like the worst house (laughs) so that he can rebuild it and i like i love that because it's like yeah dude like you're allowed to like have your moment to splurge too, and he like says he does it because like she gets to do what she wants all the time. Yeah. He yeah. wants to do something he wants to do. Yeah, and it's like it's just like it's it's framed in such like a kind of like aw honey sort of way that like you can't be mad at him. He's just like trying to cope with the situation the way that he that makes sense to him. So I think he's like honestly a pretty good boyfriend. Like. He's he's not the star of the show, but like that's as it should be for a show called Tuka and Birdie. It's not Tuka and Birdie and Speckle, so I feel like he yeah he, he, he fills out <laughs> his role very well for what it is. Yeah, even that moment, like at the end, where like he's like, "I'm allowed to blow up at you." He's like in a, in a different character's hand that might like feel yeah to too like ugly but like for some reason coming out of speckle it's like well yeah you earned this <laughs> like yeah, you're to feel that way. yeah at so least like, in this situation yeah, uh-huh. he's just like you get that he's really sad and confused and like doesn't really know how to what what happened or how to really respond to it in a great way so yeah you just feel for him you don't really judge him yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So we've covered the the three main characters. I guess we can get a little bit into the odds and ends here. Um, I, I guess we'll talk a little bit about minor characters. I don't know if you guys have a favorite of like the the one offs or like the lesser the characters. Okay, yes, well, the let's, lesbians. Let's... Yes, the coach and her wife. <laughs> okay, Sorry. Sam, please, please, please tell us what you liked about the lesbians. Oh man, I love everything about them. Oh, God, hold on, coach I need to. Coach Meredith. <laughs> yes, coach oh my Meredith. God, Jane Lynch voiced Coach Meredith. How did yeah. I not pick up Hell on yeah. that? Oh, that's amazing <laughs> casting. Oh, fuck, what and was it, her wife's and, name? Uh, uh, I don't know. The, oh, oh, it's lost the time. English, though. She, she plays a coach. That's great. And her wife is an owl. Oh, yeah. she was so wonderful. She was I an artist. The and she, so she made egg art and she like she explained it so wonderfully. And she's just, I love them. And I want to just either be them when I grow up, <laughs> be, be one of them, preferably the artist one. Uh, either that, live next to them, have them be my neighbors, have them be like my aunts. Yeah. Yes. like come into my life like every Christmas or whatever and buy me just like gay shit and I'm just like thank you <laughs> um, or just be like my best friends like I meet them somewhere like maybe like a gay community center and like I meet them and I'm like oh my god you guys are so great and they like adopt me as their pseudo lesbian daughter even though like I'm in my mid 20s and they're like 67 <laughs> years old but, and, and it, it'll be great their young adoptive daughter yes yeah. we'll be a happy family if i was in this universe but i loved everything about them you know people say that that sort of dynamic that you know the harsh sort of more masculine woman who would be the jane lynch uh coach meredith character in this situation and the more you know gentle quote-unquote sensitive more femme character though those are sort of overplayed tropes and stereotypes that's bullshit it's still <laughs> You know, people live their lives like this. And you know what? It's great. And I yeah. love it. So shut <laughs> yes, the fuck Sam. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Preach. Yeah, and uh, I'm. I just sort of say uh, owl. Uh, the the owl. I enjoyed that uh, she is also like doing a lot of like joking around and stuff, and she's. Uh, so like she she like is portrayed as like kind of serious at first, but like she loosens up and like they're they're just happy together. So it's great. It's um, uh, Sam, would would you jet ski with them if they offered you jet skis? Honestly, I'd be really afraid because I've never jet skied before. But if like, they were like, me. you'll be fine. If they okay, if they if the owl was behind me and Coach Meredith was in front of me and I was just like hugging on the Coach Meredith <laughs> and like they made like a little. Sam sandwich out of me of love. Ah, yeah. Then that would be fine. I would be okay with that. They could protect me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Michelle, do you have a, a favorite uh, side character out of this bunch? Uh. Okay. I have to remember. I, this is like I don't. This is not a favorite. Just stand out randomly. Mm -hmm. That guy, Stallion sixty nine, whatever his name was. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, loving him because he's just a random guy trying to like get his rocks off or whatever. <laughs> and then this lady's like, "I need help," and so he drives like seven oh. hours and he's constantly like, "Is this creepy? Might be creepy." Oh well, I'm still gonna do it. Takes her to the hospital and ends up bonding hard core with speckle right he bonds with speckle a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah i just no, like do. yeah like what a great guy like 
sometimes strangers on the internet like save the day and help you get your egg removed from your uterus. So I I loved his character. He was like such a force for good. Like he could have been some like, you know, tropey, skeevy, like, you know, like virginal gamer who (laughs) is in the alt-right. But like, no, he's just like a sweet guy who like helps someone out. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that incel gamer. I know, yeah. like, that game, like, like, he, like, wasn't at all. He was just, like, a really sweet guy. And I love that he was a character in the show. <laughs> yeah, I really liked him. What was his name? Oh, yeah, it was Joel. Yeah, it was Joel. <laughs> Joel. It was real, Joel. <laughs> Stallion 69. Oh, I'll never nice. you that. Uh, uh, only, be, only because <laughs> yeah. 68 was taken. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, Allie, do you have a, a favorite minor character here? Uh. I want to say Draca just because oh. she's yeah. a plant. I assume she's a weed that smokes weed and has a bunch of turtles, and it's just fucking weird. I was and expecting her to be a bigger part of the show. Me too. But she kind of was. She helped Tuka out of her rut in the end. It was nice. Like She, she adopted the cat. Oh, yeah, the jaguar. Yeah, she adopted the jaguar. And, uh, well, just everybody in this show is weird. I love how... Like, there are also plant people. I didn't expect that either. The teens. Yes. Oh, the teens. Oh, my they, God. They are we mean? Sarcastic or not. <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. That's <laughs> so true, because yeah. teens are inherently very intimidating to mm-hmm. people who are, like, 20s, 30s. But yeah. teens are just like, oh, okay. Don't okay. trust them. They never tell the truth. <laughs> like, are we well, mean? You, you never know if they're talking ironically, you know? Yeah, exactly. I also, I mean, I liked Aunt Tallulah until she got bitchy about her yeah. mom. I was like, oh, you better step off. <laughs> step off that. <laughs> yeah, that, that, was, that was quite the turn, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, um, who else was? Uh, can't think of anybody else. Maybe the robot guy from the clinic. Who like ran away with the lamp wife? Like I oh, liked him. He was Ultra, Ultra Sam. Sam. Oh, Ultra yeah, Sam. Yeah, no, he was hilarious. Look at my fucking wife. It was funny. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a lamp. Naked. They get in the car and they drive away. Oh yeah. I murder a guy. What, the, 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 they're not plugged in. Like how can <laughs> they get into a car? On love energy, Sam. Is it like is it like in the Brave Little Toaster how they had to like strap a battery? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Onto a rolling chair so they can move. Yes, it's just like that. That's exactly the same. Um, Uh, Well, following that line, do the plant people in this universe have to like continuously water themselves? Like they should. Yeah, I mean, what happens in winter? Everybody waters themselves because we can't live without water. Yeah, the plant people have to stay inside in the winter. (laughs) They're not allowed. Yeah, they they have like. Yep. Yeah, they have heat lamps and stuff. Yeah. Maybe they go to like greenhouses, like on holiday and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a lot to build on this universe, and just like this in general, like just speaking to like the character designs of this uh, universe, it's definitely a lot more looser than like BoJack Horseman, which like sticks to making stuff as anthropomorphic as possible. Like you do get the plant people. I think there's one person who just has a rose for a head. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot more variety in the in the 
uh, in the designs there. And also, like, talking to the animation style of the show in general, like, we've already talked, like, it's very colorful, and it, like, shifts a lot, like, using different styles. We already talked a little bit about some of the flashbacks, like, we had uh, the Tuka's, uh, Tuka's mom, as she's talking about her, it's, like, popsicle stick and yarn, and then she, as she, like, the representation of her dying is just undoing the string. That was like, so, uh, like, I mean, yeah. it was done very well, but I still felt really depressed yeah. watching that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll say that the 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 sets bugs episode. There's not much that I got out of it. But Se- the, mo- okay? the, the mo- sex bugs. Alex, the sex bugs are so <laughs> horny. Yeah, they just, yeah, uh, the, the, yeah, they just wanna wanna hump things. You but I will say the, uh, that the thumbnail image. Yeah. They're very like buff. I will say, all like yeah. pretty contoured bodies. Hey, but they're attractive. <laughs> hmm. I was gonna say, like, well, let's stick into this. Do you think they're attractive? Um, sure. What was the one? Athena. Athena is pretty. She can get yeah. it. She she was pretty cool. I'm impressed you remember any of their names too. Well, they, like, they, no, because uh, Tuka mentioned her because she was like, yeah, she's the smartest one. Oh, and she, she wears like, glasses. She, yeah. yeah, she had like Calvin <laughs> Klein underwear and stuff. Yeah, she could do that. They they. they... I mean, uh, I know we're not going to make too many comparisons to BoJack, but they kind of reminded me of the Ant Warriors they when they're yeah. like underground, so also like very buff and uh, you know just want to just want to hump things. <laughs> um, but yeah, just back to the animation style in that episode. Like, I didn't get too many laughs of it, but I will say when it switched to the hand puppet representation of Tuka getting bugs from the bushes, I like uh, I like did a spit take. There. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like, wow. think that was a true story. I was so confused. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure if in the end it is true, but it was enough to win that trial. But yeah, we use hand puppets, and, and then like throughout throughout the show, like we also have like the words coming out of characters, I like rep- representing their actions. Yeah, by, like, I really like comic it. Bookie. Like the lists, and like even on the characters, like when Birdie like is pulling her eyes back, and it says "Why bother?" Oh, Just yeah. stuff like that. There's so many good screenshot moments. There really are. The show. Yeah, the, the the visual gags are definitely like uh, like one one every minute, and like a lot, like so many of them are great. <laughs> it would be too hard to remember all of them. God, normie uh, normie life bullshit is my favorite. What even though it's like in the first episode, <laughs> I just I want to post that to everybody's Facebook <laughs> when I see that they are either a having a baby, b mm-hmm. getting married, c buying a house. Mm-hmm. Or D, doing normie life bullshit that aren't those things. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's so, like, yeah, I'm not it's normie. True. I yeah, might make I, that my, my, my fucking, like, cover photo, do but it. that might do get me in trouble. Yes. <laughs> oh, like on Facebook? Yeah. That will yeah. get you in trouble? Facebook well, the police? Uh, not doing, do they not let you do curse words? No, no, they do. It's just like in trouble with people who I'm friends with. Oh. <laughs> they'll, they'll feel sub... Well, not, they'll feel not some sub, kind of way. Not subtweeted, but sub-Facebooked that, that yes. you posted that? Yeah, okay. I think you can pick your battle, Sam, but you should also live your true life, so... Right now, my cover photo... My cover photo is Todd from BoJack, from the Christmas special, saying, "I like it on, t- I like it when t- people on TV hug each other." Aww, <laughs> that's very you. Yeah, I do like it when people hug each other. Well, that, there's a lot of hugging in this show, and there is, and I like it. <laughs> the scene where they, oh my god, when Tuka and Birdie make up in the car and they just look at each other and cry. Yeah, yeah. that was done so well. 
the car really fills felt up like tears. how good of friends they are, and it just made me emotional. Yeah, and they're just like in the middle of a sheep field. Like, no, the sheep field thing was so weirdly relatable to me because in Utah, it's happened at least five times when we used to go <laughs> drive up to meet my grandparents on my mom's side. Like the the goat, like there'll be guys on horses and there'll be one like sheep herding dog and then just like a sea of woolly bodies and they come in a stream and they cover every nook and cranny around your car and it takes at least 20 minutes for them to leave and like move on down the road so i so i actually like personally love that a lot strangely it's, specific yeah it's not sometimes sheep. in real life the sheep will come <laughs> if you build it yeah the if sheep you will drive come. it i guess if you drive it the sheep will come <laughs> they'll cover the road so um now i guess uh obviously we're not going to talk about all the episodes but like if you guys have a favorite that uh that you want to like dig into like uh sam of of these 10 like what what would you say is the 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 episode you enjoyed the most i mean we already touched on episode nine like a billion Mm -hmm. jillion times but that was my favorite i think something the one gag we didn't talk about was girl things oh Uh, yeah yeah yeah. which is supposed to be like claire's it was so funny. Was and like the commercial, like, get the fuck out of my room, Bob! <laughs> I'm gonna so, pizza! So, hashtag, well, not to me, but to some, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, it's a very, like, 90s girl childhood kind of commercial gag. Yeah. So I don't good. know. When was the last time anybody's been to Claire's? I think it's. I have. <laughs> <laughs> 2013. They still have them in the malls. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. crazy. And last time I was in there, it was like in the middle of the flower crown trend. So oh, they were selling flower crowns. So me and my friend just like put them on and wouldn't take them off. And it was, it was wonderful. Did you so... shoplift though? That's the real question. No. <laughs> Is that like a rite of passage at Claire's? You have to shoplift? Oh, just because they shoplifted there. God, I'm oh, that's not, not. That's who they did. Maybe it is a rite of passage to shoplift at Claire's. I think, I I think it is, but I, well, I never have. <laughs> Well, maybe it's to shoplift at an abandoned mall because almost That's like this true. mall was very oh, run down. So. When the old person fell over and the like, oh, mall yeah. has claimed me and she turned into like a vending machine. That was such an amazing gag. Oh my god. It really was. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, the mall's claimed her. Oh, shit. That's she why really... the bands all the old people keep falling over and turning into things. Oh, the mall is Mall walkers. Mall walkers. Yeah. That's why nobody goes in there anymore. But yeah, I think that episode really hit hit the point home that like, of course, it has the serious stuff with the the sexual mm-hmm. assault stuff, um, and sort of overcoming your uh, demons a bit. But then it also has like a lot of funny shit in it, and it has the lesbians. It, it just has it all, and it's for me, it's the example of everything the show is doing right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I'll also use this opportunity to uh, mention girl things. At the end of each of these episodes, there are like five to fifteen seconds like stingers, uh, stingers at the end of the episodes. In this one, it was crab things, and it's just like the same person oh, yeah. but with crabs. Crab <laughs> things, the baby. Which, as I think that was also like they the most eat successful. the baby's arm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's coming back to me now. So the sister eats the baby's arm, and then the mother eats the whole baby. Yeah, uh, crab things. Yeah, so I, I think that was the the most successful of the stingers, or at least that's the one I remember. <laughs> I agree. Uh, Ali, do do you have a, an a, a favorite episode of this uh, group that we haven't really talked about? 
Okay, that we haven't really talked about. Probably episode two with the promotion, because we also mm-hmm. got to see how, like, you know, female in the workplace, also somebody with anxiety in the workplace, and also sexual assault in the workplace. Like, yeah. not, like, not assault, but, like, you know, being called, cat-called when you don't want it, and then <laughs> I thought it was fucking weird, but funny how the boob plops out. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. some girls, you know, we have that one boob who really does carry all the weight. Just all the yeah, exactly. They they make like they their back hurts from carrying everything, and I thought that was really funny. I didn't expect it, but it was great. Um, trying to think of the other one, maybe I guess the one with the aunt. So plumage, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite too. Right. I am or so. I, I have an off-topic question. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sort of. How do you pronounce the word aunt? Aunt or aunt? Aunt. I, aunt. I, I go aunt. Yeah. I flip flop because I'm shitty. Well, they say, they say <laughs> no. They say aunt in the in the show, and I was oh, like, I wonder they? how many people actually say aunt and how many people say it's aunt. Totally a regional thing, is what I've learned. I I knew people from where I lived who said aunt, so I, don't I feel know. like Northeasterners say aunt a lot. At least that was my impression from going to school in Massachusetts. Dylan says aunt. Yeah, that checks out. I aunt territory. I'll say aunt when I'm not addressing my aunt, but if I say yeah. like if I'm talking to them, I'll be like, "Hey, Aunt Debbie" or something. Yeah, hey, Aunt. I have uh, found a New York Daily News picture of the occurrence of aunt <laughs> versus aunt. Oh my god! Most of the country uses aunt, aunt. and Northeasters use aunt. See, that's what I'm saying. All yeah, of yeah, those okay. girls at Smith always said aunt. I was like, aunt. "What is this?" awful alternate universe that checks out for for dylan and Allie are geographically yeah because it seems like also virginia for some reason is like a pocket of people who who use aunt (laughs) that's like different from the redness of the rest of the map so yeah that there's your aunt versus aunt's discussion and outweighs off by like 98 percent. that's so enlightening Uh, yeah. All right, um, sorry uh, to interrupt that. That, that, that was fine. important. That was very important. Very important. I think that's it. That's all I had. Yeah. Definitely uh, the last episode. Not sorry. Nine is the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michelle, do you have a, a, an episode that we haven't talked about yet? Oh my god! And Anne literally crawled on <laughs> You asked that. I won't kill it right now because we're in the middle of the podcast. Uh, sh- sh- kill it on air. Kill it on air. Let's see what Ooh, noise it makes. Fine. It's on the carpet. Okay, he's he looks dead. My cat didn't do anything. Thanks, Boo. Nothing. Is it an aunt now? No. God. It's always an ant. It's an ant either way. Um, Plumage (laughs) episode five was also one of my favorites. Um, that and nine. I agree with Ally. Those are like the strongest. I really like the open house too. But Mm -hmm. that one, I mean, Plumage like is probably one of the like not as funny episodes because both of the plots are kind of suck like Tuka's well it starts out really friendly with her and her aunt but then like slowly like you get the sense that Aunt Tallulah is like picking on her more and more and like you don't really get why until they finally have an argument and Tuka leaves and then Aunt Tallulah's like sitting there all alone you just get like oh so yeah she she does really have no one and her way of coping with that is like picking on Tuka 
and making Tuca feel really insecure about her life. And I swear to God, enabling her drinking, she gives her like five or six drinks over the course of that one evening, which like to me feels like it's on purpose. And saying all this awful stuff about how like Tuca's not smart and as bad as her mom and is never going to amount to anything. And like you just get the sense that Aunt Tallulah's like really not having a great life and maybe uses money as a way to try to get people to connect with her. But like it's anything built on money is like a way to force relationships not going to end well. So just a lot to chew on there. And Bernie's whole thing, like that's when the, the fixer man comes over, right? <laughs> the it fixer is creepy. man. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 I don't want no. no, yes. yeah. handyman. Well, handyman. Fixer yeah, handyman. Yeah. And so like, she's like, she like shreds up her cute outfit and, like, it's really self-conscious. And at the end, that's when, like, uh, Pastry Pete does the creepy head thing. And she ends up masturbating. And it's just, like, so, like, there's a lot to kind of parse both sides of that. The A and B plots. And so it just, like, it stuck out for a number of reasons. But maybe it could have been funnier. But, like, it didn't have to be. Because other episodes did it nicely. But that was one of my favorites. Yeah, and that 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 episode is also the one where she goes to the Woodis meeting, and you have stuff like yeah. putting the potato down your pants, and uh, her finding her mantra. Boob. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then took her later with the jar. Look, I have a third boob. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I'll I'll just say we with uh, the deli guy. Like I think it, the focus is on Tuka. So we already talked about like her her deal in that episode, but like also like Birdie, the whole thing of like uh, sets is very predictable, and uh, we we got to figure out like what each of us likes, and then it like turns into Birdie like just really liking this British show, <laughs> but then like we also get like the conversation yeah. with Speckle where like he initially has the disconnect of like I I don't get it like what what is this supposed to mean and like Birdie has to like come out and say like I I don't like that I'm never surprised by these things, and then it feels like very sweet at the where he's like all in on this and like gets into the British role play so I think that both <laughs> that sides of the so episode good. are funny that was really that. that was one of my favorite parts Nuts of Knitting Fields a great sounding show and also <laughs> can we talk about how Speckle's idea of like porn is literally like what his life already is right now in his actual <laughs> relationship that is so True. funny to me can we also talk about how he wanted to watch the sequel of Nests of Netherfield yeah <laughs> yes this is why you fight sexy. You want me to ignore you for 15 years and give you a peck <laughs> on the beak? <laughs> You're missing the point. <laughs> is that sexy? I mean, yeah, yeah. not on its had... own. It's like well, the she, dynamics. She had... Yeah, like she was explaining. It's about like the longing yeah, of it. You know? the passion. Was... It's romantic. The yeah. forbidden. Yeah. Yeah. Also, in the end, when they both like die on top of each other, and then the castle literally collapses off the cliff. <laughs> another <laughs> gag. I like lost my mind. It was so funny. Also, the peeping tom weird. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like narrating as uh, her, the um his hand was like slowly moving down. It's like, oh look, something new is gonna happen. That no, it just grabs the boob again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I love bird watching. Oh yeah, that creepy like teenage girl's great. Yeah. So um, before we begin wrapping up, uh, two uh, small things I do want to talk about. First, podcasts. We are a podcast, and there are two podcasts mentioned in this uh, 
in this show. First, in, in the first episode, I think uh, Tuca is listening to Breakfast Talk, brought to you by Oval Space, uh, hosted by Billy Eggs. So we should host a breakfast podcast. I think that would sure. be good. Um, so today I ate a, um, a Lunchable that was a breakfast Lunchable. It's called a Brunchable. Oh, oh my god! It, it was. Wow. Bre- I, I saw it at the grocery store the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to have this." So it was breakfast sausage and cheese, and it had a blueberry muffin. It was fine. <laughs> okay, well that that's a game changer. Brunchables. <laughs> um, I, I had I had a uh, what did I have? I had Fruit Loops. <laughs> I yeah. had nothing. Okay. Michelle, what did um, you I- eat for breakfast? Yeah, let me show. Oh, I had Cheerios, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I had Cheerios. Okay. Yeah, did they yeah, make the, you the, cherry? The, the... Uh, they gave me the energy to run for the bus, so they did their job, yeah. Yeah, Cheerios, the healthier version of Fruit Loops. So. Yeah. Nah, I mean, the Honey Nut ones, no, which are the only kind that makes sense. The other ones just yeah. taste like garbage. Mm-hmm, Except mm-hmm. for the maple syrup ones. Wait! The maple syrup ones? I didn't know oh. that! They're so Whoa, where do you good. buy those, Allie? Uh, shop right maybe shop right you guys have that have where you live I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and the, the the second podcast brought up was bird justice which uh um uh, uh, speckle had in his car apparently the first four episodes were talking about how like somebody murdered somebody but the fifth episode was about how the court system works which is the one that tuka did not want to listen to so uh, that there, there are your two podcasts. I like many those. More we're not like any of those podcasts. We're more, uh, we're more loosey goosey. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I think Tuka would like listening to us. Oh yeah. Oh, she yeah. would. Tiffany yeah, Haddish, yeah. listen to our podcast. Yeah, Tiffany yeah. Haddish, uh, Lisa Handwalt, listen to our podcast, and then put it in your show. Yes. Please put it in her oh, podcast. Uh, plug for baby geniuses. <laughs> oh, she does her <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh my god, everybody has a podcast. We had a podcast long Dude, before Sam. you all had a podcast. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Check and the finally, receipts. yeah. <laughs> go go in our logs, uh, find our Lego Movie 2 podcast where we also talk about Tiffany Haddish. Um, yeah. uh, finally, uh, 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 um, cold, hot takes on cold foods where we have crunts and croons. Crunts is a combination of a cruller and a bunt cake, and croons are a combination of a croissant and a bunt cake. Of those two, which would you go for if you had the option of both in a bakery, Michelle? So the issue is the crunch sounds better, but Pastry Pete made that. So like, boo, <laughs> definitely got to go for the croon to support Birdie's local business. Seconded. Nice. Wait, what did you say, Allie? Seconded, so you can skip me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Sam? So you said that the croon was a croissant and a bunt cake? Yeah. What's the crunt? It's a, a crawler, crawler and, and bunt cake. cake. What the hell is a crawler? Yeah, what's a crawler? Hold on, I it's, need to it, look it, this up. It, it's like a it's like a swirly donut. Yeah, it's like uh, a donut, but like way fucking better. Yeah, yeah it's like better. it's a little it's a little sweeter, you know. Honestly, yeah. I would probably have the crumb because I don't think a croissant and a bunt cake will go together. I agree. I know, but decision. like pastry Pete like, had his tainty oh. taint all over the crunch. Well, okay, yeah. okay. What about um the the lemon filled thing that she makes later? Oh, I probably wouldn't filled. have that, but like, <laughs> I, yeah, she, I don't like lemon and sweets. I'm sorry. What about that spaghetti okay. thing she makes? That oh, the, the spaghetti, spaghetti thing. Yeah, that yeah. looks good. I forget. Yeah, I would fucking called, want that right that now. Looks, I'm so looks really good. I'd have the spaghetti yeah. thing. 
Okay, okay. I think I'd go... I mean, I feel bad that I'm supporting Pastry Pete in this, but, like, the crunch seems like a more, like, a, a reasonable combination it of, like, is. two sweet things. Whereas a croons, it's like a croissant, which is, like, dry and buttery, but, uh, but like... I mean, it's, it's buttery, but it's not going for sweet, whereas Bunt is going for sweet. So, like, you're combining the two. And the textures are so different, too. Like, Bunt is, like, really soft and croissant. Like, I think it's best when it's, like, kind of crunchy, you know? So it's uh, it's I think that the Krunt is just from two different worlds. But if Birdie was able to make them together, so she has she's very talented. But I I I think I'd be basic and go for the Krunt. I think these are based off of the Krona, right? I think so. Yeah, they're, have they're you probably ever had, had a Krona, even I like think, a knockoff Krona. I think I have like. I- couple years I ago want to. I, it, it was it was pretty subpar if i remember yeah really? I, 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 yeah i had one and i was also unimpressed i think that the place that sold it put way too much sugar on it so, so that's like, like all it, you could taste well it felt like a crunchy donut and that's not what i want from a donut i don't want to because you could barely the the only thing the croissant brings is like the heart it's harder than a donut right so it's like do you want uh, I'd rather just have a donut that's soft and easy to eat than like one that like crumbles on. Yeah. Me. Well, now I'm just looking at a list of donut combinations, and people are making donut chicken sandwiches and like donut mac and cheese sandwiches, and it's like disgusting. Why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, Duncan Duncan has like donut fries, right? Donut fries like make sense because it's <laughs> already fried dough. It's already fried dough. <laughs> It's fine. It's not potatoes. Okay. It's fucking fried dough. Okay, this is the real thing, though. Did you guys know that munchkins, like the donut holes, are made out of, like, cake, like, batter, not donut stuff? Oh, Isn't that know. crazy? No wonder they taste so much better yeah. than a normal donut. <laughs> Blueberry munchkins are my favorite. Yeah, they're really... Those ones, the chocolate ones are so good. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm a glazed munchkin The glazed ones also taste yeah, they're all good. The munchkins are just like yeah, so yeah. much better than normal. Well, and, and they're they're such a size that you can just like keep popping them like chips, you know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when I was feeling sad, I would just buy myself a pack of like fifty munchkins and just have them in my house for a week. Hell yeah, that sounds so good. See, that would be a power breakfast. That's what we all should be eating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go for the munchkins. Yeah. yeah let's yeah, just well, uh, after this. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna go off to a, a, a diner and find, find donuts, I guess. Uh, but before we leave, um, any final thoughts you wanna sh- wanna say about the show before we begin signing off, uh, Sam? Oh shit! There was something I wanted to say, and I was like, oh, I should save it for the final thought. Oh yeah, yeah. okay. Um, I remember now. All right. Okay. So I wasn't expecting to relate to the show too too much. Um, a lot like in the vein of like Broad City or oh, fuck, Michelle. What was that show with Aidy Bryant? Who's that? Um, sh- sh- Shrill. Shrill. Yeah. Shrill. Yeah. yeah, that show. Um, I I asked Michelle because she watched it too. I did watch it. <laughs> I don't names. Not much in the vein of shows like Broad City, uh, Shrill, uh, fucking Pen Fifteen. Even Pen that 15. point. Pen Fifteen. You know, like, a lot of the points where I felt, like, oh, kind of alienated because I'm a more butch, masculine woman, and it's like, uh, this is for me, and it's for everybody, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think the point where Lisa Hamilton was like, this is a show for everybody, and I felt that, you know, especially, you know, looking back, like, you know, even though there were situations where I was kind of alien to, there were also situations, like, a lot of Tuka stuff I was feeling, and I was... Like, oh, I can, 
like that's me hashtag me and i like really applaud the show for that and and i think that's really wonderful and it is time for women's stories to stop just being for women you know especially for you know the stereotypical what you would think a woman to be because women are a bunch of people you know yeah. Did that make sense? Oh, uh, yes, it did. You know, I'd like, I'd like women come in all shapes, sizes, etc. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, 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 thank you for that, Sam. That was actually like very, very deep thoughts. So, was so it? thank you. I yeah, tried not to was. play like. No, but, uh, actually, I wanted to add, uh, I didn't ask you this at the beginning, so I guess I'll ask you now. Like, we, we did see a lot of the comparisons of this show to Broad City, and yeah. you brought that up here. Like what? What would you say to someone who who would who is like eh, I don't I didn't really like Broad City, but like what what would you say to like the difference between those two shows, given how common that comparison has been? I think Broad City like it's at least like stoner comedy at least, and it's more I don't know I would say it's more grounded, but at the same time more fantastical and not to say that it has less heart than Tuca and Birdie. But Sucre and Birdie definitely touches in an emotional spot that Broad City doesn't. All right, all right. Um, Allie, do you have any final thoughts on the show? Um, well, we were talking about how... I'm sorry, what's the show creator's name? Lisa, oh, Lisa Hanawalt. Yeah. She said that it's not a show for women, but I appreciate it because it is a show made by women. And it yes. just mm-hmm. can really feel that, and we need more of it. And this is a perfect example of why, because, like, you know, people are like, women can't make funny, like, raunchy, but this is fucking proof. It's all of that and a bag of chips, That and that's that's my final thoughts. All I that and cast. two I bags of birdseed. Yes. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> bags of birdseed. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Michelle? Uh, my thought was going to be pretty similar to Ali, so I'll just say, like, I know this show had a lot of, like, pressure on it and expectations to be really funny and to be, like, this standout, exemplary, like, thing that people can point to and be like, see, adult show, female perspective, it can exist and thrive, and it's hard to be, not necessarily, I don't think Lisa's the first... But she's definitely one of, like, a handful, which is, like, a handful. And there are a lot of adult cartoons out there. And I think it's it's hard to have all that pressure on you and, and for everyone to expect, like, it needs to be amazing or it might not be picked up again or something. And I think this show did a fabulous job just embracing itself. And, like, you get a real sense of, like, the kind of show that it is. And this it was only 10 episodes. It's not a lot of time to kind of show the world what you are and what you're about and what your style is and what these characters are and, and what kind of plots you want to pursue. And I think, like, given all that, they did do a really great job. And I hope they can have the space now to not feel like they need to prove anything anymore and just, like, make the fun, cool show they want to make for as long as they possibly can. Because they don't have to be, it's like how I felt like right when Rebecca started getting a lot of press, like when the first couple episodes of Steven came out, because like, oh, first solo female show creator in Cartoon Network's history, 25 years, how do you feel? And poor Rebecca's just like, look, like, I'm just making a show that I want to make, okay? Like, me being a woman should be very, like, I get that, like, it's exciting and representation, but like, that's not all I am. And that's not all that this show is. And I feel like the same courtesy 
should be bestowed on Lisa. Like she's just trying to make the best show that she thinks is funny and fun. And I hope she like feels like she has the space to do that now that the first season's dropped and it has been very well received. So yeah, I want to see more. I want to see more <laughs> soon, but not too soon because they deserve to take their time. But please like 10 more seasons of this. It's so good. Yeah. And I'll definitely say like, it's true that it, it, at least like from people who are like watching the animation business and like want more women to be work to be given these kind of like high positions it's like in that sense there's a lot of pressure but like watching the show it like it, it feels like it can totally stand on its own and like it it, it does like so many incredible things that i think it, it does it does enough that you don't have that in the front of your head when you're when you're thinking that but for sure like now that it's been proven like this this was successful like in the second season they can like even go further into the zaniness if they want they can go deeper into the emotional stuff if they want but like now at least like this first season has like good proof of concept so hope hopefully that that opens up like creative freedoms for them wherever wherever they are currently in production right and just speaking also to the idea of of like female uh, run adult animated shows like that is an even smaller list because like we have people like Rebecca Sugar and Noelle Stevenson running uh, uh, shows aimed at younger audiences. But like, uh, for example, I was looking up here, uh, Lisa Hanawalt on her Twitter a couple of days ago was like putting together a list of adult animated shows created by women, even including co-creation credits. And it's like, it's hard to even get to 10. And like, when you think about the the giant amount of adult shows that have been made over the years, and for the the proportion to be that small is just terrible. So hopefully this opens up the opportunities for more people in the future. Netflix has also recently given an order to um, uh, one of the people who worked at Gravity Falls, um, Shian Tekuchi, I think that's pronounced. And I believe that's going to be an adult animated show as well. So hopefully that uh, this continues forward and we get more great shows like Tuca and Birdie from, uh, from a perspective that we don't, we don't usually get in these kind of shows. So yeah. Um, it, yeah. T- Tuca and Birdie. Great show. I think we were all Thumbs in, up. in agreement there. Yeah. Th- the two thumbs up. Two, um, cl- uh, what? Talons up or what? what they, they, have, have? they have fingers in the show. They, they somehow have fingers. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> two bird thumbs up. Two bird thumbs up. Yes. Two bird yeah. thumbs up out of ten. My thumbs <laughs> out, are out of ten. <laughs> it means ten out of ten, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Ah, okay. Very close to ten out of ten. I need more to judge. All right, but yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get to talk about the second season whenever it comes out. But until then. You can continue following us at OverlyAnimated.com, where we talk about a wide variety of animation here. Um, You can chat with us about uh, animation at OverlyAnimated.com slash Discord. We opened up a Toucan Birdie-specific channel, and we also have channels for a lot of the other shows we, we cover here. Um, if you enjoyed this discussion and you're, you're here up to now, then perhaps you would be willing to support us financially via Patreon. You can learn more about that at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patron of the podcast, Connie, a.k.a. Veronica Kukamanga. Uh, thanks to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve, Beatrice, Hugh, and Michael. Um, besides this show, we've got uh, Miraculous Ladybug coverage going on, Star vs. the Forces of Evil, uh, DuckTales is uh, coming back pretty soon. Um, we've, uh, um, 
a lot a lot of uh, di- different kinds of shows that that we talk about here for sure i'm uh, I've, uh, perhaps uh, we mentioned bojack briefly we we did uh, coverage on the most recent season and we will talk yeah. about it again when that comes back in once the, in a september fall. we yeah we spend time on bojack yeah, but hopefully May can be uh, the the May area can be the month of Tuca and Birdie. It like, should maybe, be, yeah. May, maybe we'll get that, but uh, yeah. Well, until then, uh, th- thanks for listening to us. Uh, I, I I think we we four have had a good fun time. We hope that you've had fun <laughs> listening to us too. And uh, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Bye. Please watch the show. Bye. Bye.